Text club is full at 35270. Don't worry, I'll make some more room for your thoughts and uh, get to those in a moment about the, the Iowa caucus. But I, there was something that caught my attention, uh, and it was reported at Chicago, and I wanted to bring it home here, in part because when we've talked about vehicles and the trends of which things are going, whether we like it or not, there everything in between, uh, there are, I think, are legitimate concerns when it comes to electric vehicles, uh, even for those that enjoy and own all that, of cold weather, of hauling. And right now, reported out of Chicago is because of this cold snap, some of those electric vehicles are dying either at the supercharging stations, and guess what? They're packed, so you can't get them in, and, and it just sounds like it's a nightmare. In particular, the ones that they're talking about in Chicago have been Tesla's. Uh, but with that being said, it's just a general, okay, is it actual cold weather? What do we do as far as a mechanic goes or just electric vehicles? And we reached out to, well, our friend and somebody you hear now uh, as the mechanic is in on It Takes Two, Chris Higgins, Johnson's Auto Repair, joining us right now here on Afternoons Live. Chris, I appreciate it, my man. How you been? Hey, not too bad there, neighbor. How you been, Tyler? Uh, doing well. It's uh not so bad. It's been damn cold out, and it's impacted vehicles out there. I'm curious, uh, over uh, where you work uh, with uh, Johnson's Auto Repair, do you guys do a whole lot with electric vehicles? Um, unfortunately, not yet. Yeah. Um, with our market and a lot of the EV market, a lot of that stuff is still going to be covered um, by the manufacturer and dealer warranty for the most part. Sure. Um, our area, obviously, is you know very small percentage in the EV market. Now, we do service a fair amount of hybrids, too. There are a few of them out there, too, you know, with the gas and the, the high-voltage battery setup. So. When it comes to your line of work, uh, is it changing how you prepare? And what I mean is, okay, you can go to, a, you know, you get your, your education uh, for a diesel mechanic and for a different uh, line of mechanics. Now you're introducing what I would assume, and I could certainly be wrong. People like to tell me I'm wrong all the time. That uh, on a variety of things, not just vehicles, of uh, you're going to have to have a different understanding of how I think things talk to each other, how they work. Is that accurate, or am I off? You're 100% correct, Tyler. That's one uh, reason my passion for this industry too is like I'm learning every day, and I'm wrong every day too. So that's always nice. But <laughs> we got um, that in common, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, no kidding. My wife will probably agree as well. But uh, what I like. <laughs> About the cars, as far as the technician side of it, especially for somebody that, you know, keeps up on um, up-to-date training and stuff like that, I'm always, you know, watching different training videos and listening to different podcasts. But in the past 10 years, you know, the modules, and I think we've touched on this before, even in just your um, standard internal combustion engine car has increased probably by like three times from an average of five or six, 10 or 15 years ago to, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 modules on a vehicle now. Um, everything's becoming a module, and that and that's the case with EV as well. So when I'm looking in Chicago, um, and the headline because it was you know from uh, a news source out there it was actually their local Fox affiliate uh, saying that there's no juice, you know, and they, I can't get it charged because well I, I'm waiting here. What are you hearing about cold weather and these electric vehicles? Because when I, whenever we broach the subject on on this talk show. I get the, the 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 cold weather we have here. I mean, you think about plugging in a vehicle back in the day, right? If it got below zero. That, uh, so, I mean, there's some of that fear that they're not going to be able to retain their power in these cold weather. Or if I'm trailering the camper up to Devil's Lake, 
It's not going to be able to get there all the way. What, you as a mechanic, what do you hear about those two issues? You know, and, and you're 100% correct on that. Um, what I like to, when people bring up the topic of EV, now, you know, I'm not preaching for or against EV here, but the typical EV, it, let's say you're going to go the EV route. Um, it's essentially a lifestyle. Um, it, you're going to have to be kind of mindful, um, you know, where you're going and what time the, you know, you're going to have to plan your route. Just as if you were to go to the grocery store, you're like, hey, I'm going to go there for my list, stick to the list and go home. Same thing with an EV. And in the winter months, what you got to kind of keep in mind, um, you know, like with our gas vehicles, once we get our vehicle running, essentially, you know, the fuel takes over and the alternator maintains our battery. Well, with the EV battery, when people are plugging in to charge their high voltage battery, that high voltage battery also through various inverters or converters, if what have you, they maintain a 12 volt battery also that helps keep like your heaters and your HVAC and all like your your driver amenities um, operable because not everything uses the high voltage battery, but something needs to maintain the 12 volt battery too. So like areas like Chicago, you know, you got a heavy urban area, right? You know, populations up there. Um, and I'm just assuming this is probably what's happening, but people aren't what I'd like to call conditioning their EV. They're buying an EV. They're excited to have an EV, right? But they don't exactly have the proper place to store it. It's sitting outside all the time. And when you're outside all the time, they might not all have the level two, um, chargers or the fast chargers, you know, and they might have just like the one that came with the car. Sometimes it's like a 110 that plugs in. Well, people are finding out is that that normal one, that 110 one, especially if your battery's in the sub-zero temperatures, that's bar- bar- barely enough power to, to keep the heaters to get the high-voltage battery to an optimal temperature to accept a high-voltage charge. So a lot of it, it's not all the EV's fault. It's kind of how it's designed. A lot of it is just the unfortunate conditions that just aren't, um, you know, for lack of a better term, optimum for, you know, a complete 100% electric vehicle. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, what you had just relayed is what I, I kind of read uh, in response to this. The Chicago Auto Trader or the Auto Trade Association uh, echoed what you just said about the the conditioning of that vehicle. Because yep. I, I would be, Chris, you know me well enough that I would be that guy that if I had to go buy one, I'm plugging it in. I'm thinking I'm getting up and I'm going. I'm gone. That's not the case. Right. Here. This isn't I'm not throwing in, you know, just a, a take of gas and, and getting up to where I want to go. This is like you say, a different lifestyle that you have to adapt to before you just take the dive, so to speak. Nope, 100% correct. And even on the even on the hot end of the ex, the spectrum, you know, there's that sweet spot where the ambient temp outside might be 70 to 80 degrees because that battery, that high-voltage battery likes to be between about 85 to 90 to 120 degrees for optimal charging and health of the battery. You know, it's just like even with our normal, you know, internal combustion engine vehicles up here, you know, if you park your vehicle inside and keep it 40 or higher, you know, your battery is going to probably, your 12-volt battery is going to last, you know, four to six years. Um, if it's parked outside all the time, even if you plug it in, you know, that just warms up your coolant or your engine block or your engine oil to make it easier to turn over. But you're probably only going to get, get two to three years of life out of your battery when we have a, you know, when we get to these severe temperatures like this in the wintertime. Um, freezing those batteries and stuff, it kind of affects the, the chemical reaction, you know, and the electrolytes in the battery, and it's just not good for them. Chris Higgins, our guest, Johnson's Auto Repair. You can catch him on It Takes Two monthly uh, during the mechanic is in. Uh, EVs, uh, they're they're coming is what we've been told. Whether people like them or not, and I'm not asking you whether you're for or against, it, it doesn't matter. But as far as your industry goes, is that what you hear too, that the market is 
going towards this way. We don't know when it'll be, uh, I guess, I don't know how to put this, more in the norm than the exception here. Do you have a time frame, or is it just, hey, be prepared, because we know that this is the future? Um, the best thing I can say is just kind of be prepared. You know, and everybody, I, I encourage everyone to do their own research, right? Um, don't get scared about it. It's not something that's going to come, you know, barreling down our door tomorrow where you're going to ha- have to get one. Um, I can speak probably generally for all the manufacturers that, you know, even though they're, they got their foot in the water and they're, they're heavily testing on EV, you know, they're, they're, they're pumping the brakes on it too. Um, my professional opinion, we have a long way to go, um, as far as the infrastructure and to make it more, you know, maybe cost effective or practical, especially for the area we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying it's not practical for different areas of the country already, but, uh, we got a little ways to go before, you know, I worry about it completely taking over our area, but, you know, don't forget about it. It's like technology and anything else, you know, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, but there's always room for improvement. So. I did get a question in for you. You mentioned uh, that you haven't seen as many EVs because of this part of the country. It hasn't really, you know, taken up more of uh, the streets, but you have with hybrids in this message for you, Chris. I Could your guest please explain the difference between EV and hybrid vehicles? I've had a Prius for years, and all of a sudden within the last couple of years, I keep uh, getting asked how often I get stranded. I'm so surprised by the number of people who don't understand the distinction. So just quickly, if you can, my friend, difference between EV and hybrid. EV is fully electric. It has to be plugged in. A hybrid vehicle usually has an engine on board to help maintain the high-voltage battery. So um, difference is EV, plug-in, hybrid, you know, can start and run. So Very good. Chris, this was fun. Uh, I'm jealous now that you're enjoying It Takes Two, uh, but just uh, make sure you answer <laughs> when we call here on Afternoons Live. You take care. Until next time, all right? Yeah, thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. You take care. Chris Higgins, again, our friend, and you can catch him as the mechanic now on It Takes Two, Johnson's Auto Repair over in Moorhead. Lots of messages in on this and a variety of other things at 35270. I'm coming back to you and your calls and your texts right after this on KFGO.